Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Welcome to another podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to talk about the last days, eternity. Um, this week we just heard news about the Ukraine, Russia invading, and uh, we have friends, they are from there, uh, living in the U.S., but their family was already uh, fleeing to other countries. Um, so it's crazy what's happening here in Holland. We're just uh, finally coming out of all the COVID uh, lockdowns this week um, with uh, vaccine passports dropping and all that stuff, at least for now. Um, and so that's been a long stretch. And now this, so it's crazy, but um, it shouldn't surprise us because we know what time we're living in and uh, the Bible's clear about uh, what things will take place in the last days. And I want to read a little passage from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse uh, 10 through 14. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great, great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, Look at looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. So, um, we're living in the last days. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, he said that it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit. And he, he, was, he was saying that that was being fulfilled at that moment. Uh, which is over 2,000 years ago, or it's 2,000 years ago. Um, so if that was the last days, we're in the last seconds. Uh, it's a few seconds before midnight, and uh, we must be ready um, to be found by Him blameless and above reproach, looking for the day of the Lord, looking forward to His coming. So a few things I want to talk about today is, first of all, that you must realize what days we're living in. These are the last days. If that wasn't clear for you already through all the COVID things and um, all the things that are being sped up, then get it in your heart, get it settled in your heart that time is wrapping up very soon. People are talking about global warming. Well, the Bible talks about extreme global warming, that the heavens and the earth will melt away with fervent heat. Um so that, that day of the Lord is coming soon, that the last trumpet will sound, or the, 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 the trumpet will sound, and the eastern sky will split, and Jesus will come back for His saints, and we will be caught up with Him together in the sky for meeting with the Lord in the air, and we will be with Him forever. Um, and you and I, we must live ready for that day. We must be ready for it, which comes down to um, two things that I want to talk about today. Um, holy conduct and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. 
Peter mentioned it here in that in those scriptures that since all these things will be dissolved, since since this whole world will burn or melt away, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord? So first of all, let's talk about holiness and godliness. Because holiness, first of all, is a separating from something for something. It's separating from something to be set apart for something else. So holiness, first of all, let's talk about setting apart from something. Um, holy conduct, godly living, a setting apart from the things of this world. In um, 2 Peter 1, he says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So just like Lot escaped from the judgment coming upon Sodom, um, you know, really being compelled by those angels to leave the city. It's a picture of you and I having to already escape the corruption that is in this world, that when all this will be melting away, Will not, will not be found in the world, being found as part of the world, but being separated, separated from the things of this world, living a holy lifestyle, living a godly lifestyle, living in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible says Jesus became sin for us so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. And... Um, it's very important you must that 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 you and I start living with that righteousness consciousness. Many people live with a sin consciousness and therefore sin dominates over them. They have not come to the realization that they are dead to sin. That when you came to Christ, you died to sin, you died to the old life. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. It's not gonna, it has passed away and all things are new. So you must live in the newness of life, in the new life that Christ purchased for you, meaning that we have to uh, reckon ourselves dead to sin, dead to the old life, dead to the lust of those, uh, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, dead to the even the desires of the things of this world. You know, we are different. We are set apart unto God for holiness, for righteousness, for, for bearing fruit, the fruits of righteousness, which doesn't come from you trying so hard. It comes from you getting a revelation that you, are, you have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. You have been clothed in righteousness. That old sinful nature has been stripped away. It's been buried with Christ. But you raised with Christ to a new life. And sin will no longer dominate over you. But what is it? Those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You, so, in other words, you dominate over the temptations of the enemy. You dominate over the things of this world. You dominate over the lust of the flesh. You dominate over it. Why? Because you have the righteousness nature of God inside of you. You are a partaker of the divine nature. The love nature of God is in you. That holiness of God is in you. You know, the Bible says in Corinthians, let me see if I can find it very quickly. I believe... 
I can find it quick. Um, yes, I can. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. It says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus. Of God you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ. Christ is not a sinner. Christ died for all, so that all should live for him. When the one died, we die, all died so that all of us, we are dead to the old and we live for him who died for us. We, and he became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification or holiness and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Jesus Christ became for you and me wisdom righteousness, sanctification or holiness, and redemption. He became it for us and he lives inside of you. That's why the Bible says in Romans 12, therefore present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You must do something with that body. You must do something with your members. And uh, as you used to present it, in sinfulness and all kinds of loose living, now you present it in holy living. We'll get to that in a second. Separated from and separating on separated unto. We're still talking about separated from something. The Bible says that the, this is the will of God, your sanctification, your holiness in First Thessalonians 4. There's this... Um, classic example you might have heard it before maybe it's new to you but there was this um guy who started climbing a mountain you know by himself hiking and climbing and um somehow this huge rock landed on him and his arm got stuck under it and um you know telephone signal didn't work he had he was actually stuck for like several days there and ran out of water ran out of anything to eat or drink, hot sun burning on his head. And he started fading away, drifting away, thinking he was going to die. But as he was, as that was happening, he had this like vision or whatever, not a Christian. But in that uh, vision or that image, that picture that he saw, he saw himself, what he knew to be himself, walking hand in hand with a little boy, which he knew to be his son. And it was like a picture of the life that he could have, uh, could have if he would have lived on. But now he's drifting away, dying. His arm, you know, stuck under that rock, so his body can't move away. Well, seeing that picture, he got such a zeal in him to live, an urge in him to live, a desire, burning desire in him to live, that whatever was in the way of him living and fulfilling that picture, that dream of being a father and living, you know, that life with his son, you know, whatever was in the way, and he didn't have children yet, whatever was in the way of seeing that fulfilled, it had to go. So he took radical measures. And what did he do? He took a, a his pocket knife he had, and he started, started cutting off the arm that was under the rock to free himself from that thing that was holding him back. You know, of course, <laughs> it's a painful process of cutting. And then finally, when he cut that last nerve that his arm was still hanging off, he passed out for he didn't know how long. But then when he woke up, he was still very weak, of course, bleeding. 
but he was able to move away from the rock and start walking back to, you know, civilized society. And it was found by the rescue helicopter that was that had been circling trying to find him. He was found and he lived and eventually, you know, got married and had a son. He lived. And what's that a picture of? That's a picture of what Jesus said, you know, if you're if your eye offends you, cut it out. If your hand offends you, cut it off. Not literally speaking, of course, like that man had to do, but showing the urgency that whatever might hinder you from fulfilling what God has called you to do and fulfilling what God is, you know, whatever might stop you from making heaven and whatever might stop you from laying up eternal treasure in heaven, cut it off. For the things that might hinder you from making heaven, kill it before it kills you. Cut it off. It's not worth going to hell over. Cut it off. But also there's, a, there's another level to that because some people are Christians, but they are casual Christians living for the here and now. And the Bible talks about that we all will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, giving an account of our life, what have we've done in our body. You know, and our our life work will be tested, tried by fire. And if it's burned up, we'll still make it to heaven, step into eternity, but as through fire with empty hands, nothing to show for our lives. I don't want to stand before the son of God who gave himself for me like that empty handed. I want to have eternal treasure, something to worship him with. So that means that whatever stands in the way of fulfilling that call that God has on your life, cut it off. Whatever is a distraction, whatever might hinder. The Bible talks about running the race and putting aside any sin that might trip us up, but also every weight that might hinder us. Lay aside every weight. Separate yourself from it and run that heavenly race. Do what God's called you to do. You're, you're, you're very important because... How will they know unless somebody preaches? And how will they preach unless they're sent? You know, you got to hear that call. There's a call on your life. God has a plan for your life. And you won't fulfill it in the shadows. You got to step in the light with all that you have. So separate it from something unto something else. Separate it from something. We talked about that. Escaping the corruption that is in the world through lust. But then there's more, more to that. Because there's that separation unto something, the consecration unto something. We saw in Peter that he said, you know, that all this world will be burned up. Let me pick it, pull it up real quick again. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the of the Lord. So you and I, we're not just living, okay, we're not sinning anymore and we're not doing that anymore. No, we also have a role to play in speeding up the process, hastening the day of the Lord, hastening the coming of the Lord. How? I believe by occupying till he comes, occupying till he comes. You know, um, the Bible says that the Father waits patiently for the precious fruit of the earth. God is waiting patiently for the people that are still lost to come into the kingdom until, you know, the tables are filled with people until this gospel has been preached as a witness to all nation. And then the end can come. 
You know, so there's a job to do and we're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us to fulfill that great commission. Jesus said, occupy till I come. He said, I must be about my father's business. So you and I must be about our father's business, especially in the day that we're living in. You know, time is short. Time is running out. The last few grains of sand are running through, you know, the, 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 the time that we're living in. So we have a job to do. We have a role to fulfill. And it's not to sit and hide in a corner waiting for Jesus to come rescue us out of this evil world. No, it's our job to occupy till he comes, to do business till he comes. To, In other words, to find our corner, find our place in the body of Christ and fulfill our mission, fulfill our God-given mandate. Number one, fulfilling the Great Commission, being a part of reaping the lost, doing, fulfilling our role in reaping the end-time harvest. Jesus said, don't say four more months and then comes the harvest. No, look up and see that the harvest is ripe. Every one of us, every one of you listening, we all have a role to play. You, you might not be in the full-time ministry. You might not be an evangelist. But every one of us can reach the lost at any cost. You know, maybe you yourself as a witness. But secondly, through your business, through your giving, through your praying, through your going, through your sending out, you know, through your serving in a local church where the lost are being saved. You know, it's so vitally important that we're all connected to the mission, to the heartbeat of God. When you lose your focus on what God is focused on, you start drifting into deception. You must be on the cutting edge. The cutting edge being the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Connect and plug in with that great commission, with that great heavenly business of reaching, hurting, crying, sighing, suffering humanity with the good news of Jesus Christ. Laying up eternal treasure. There's nothing you can take with you into heaven other than souls, other than people. So make it your life mission. Jesus said, in all your seeking, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added unto you. Don't live a life like a casual Western Christian. All for yourself. Like what, what the prophet Haggai said to the people in his time. Consider your ways. You sowed much, you reaped little. Why? Because every one of you runs to his own house. But the house of the Lord lies in ruins. Consider your ways. Put the house of God, put the kingdom of God, put the reaching of the lost and the making of disciples. Make it your number one priority in your life. And watch how all these other things will be added unto you. In all your seeking, seek first. Because then God makes sure that all the other things you could be occupied with, He is occupied in doing that, you build God's house, God builds yours, your house. So you're separated from something, but you're also separated for something. To get busy with God's focus. Making God's priorities 
your priorities. This is not just for fivefold ministers. This is for business people. Your business is a kingdom business where you might be out in the marketplace, but you're there. You should be there with an eternal mindset, with a mindset of focus on eternity. That you're there, you know, drawing in the wealth of the wicked to build the kingdom of God, but also to be a light in the dark world, to be a witness over there. Maybe you're working a job. You're there to be a witness, but also to, to get promotion after promotion Built the kingdom of God through influence and also financially building it, showing the Lord money is in my hand, but not in my heart. Your mission is my mission. Your priority is my priority. Hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. Imagine that, that you and I have a part to play on God's eternal clock. It's a big responsibility, a big privilege too, that you and I today can make a difference for eternity, hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. That when God says, my house is full, go and bring them all in. Then the end comes. I'm looking forward to it. Paul said, you know, it's better to be absent from the body and be present from the present with the Lord, but whether we whether we are absent or present, we make it our aim to be well-pleasing to him. Make that your aim in 2022 to be well-pleasing to the Lord in your conduct, in your speaking, in your priorities, in your heart attitudes well-pleasing unto the Lord. How? By letting the Word of God dwell in you richly. That's why I'm happy you're tuning into the podcast. I believe as the Word goes forth, it produces fruit in your heart, bringing a transformation by the Holy Spirit, bringing you from glory to glory. It's been a great joy spending a few moments with you. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. If this has been a blessing to you, just take a screenshot of your phone screen and share it on your Instagram. That greatly helps me getting the word out to more people. And uh, thanks for tuning in. It's a blessing. God bless you. Have a great week and see you next Thursday. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook.